Hiya! A few things before I start this episode. Um, this episode is going to be very spoiler heavy. Um, it's going to talk about topics involving sex um, and sexual assault to some degree and parental abuse. Um, it is also, again, meant to be fun and a review and a stream of conscious episode. So I talk a lot out of place about the episode. So hopefully you guys are okay with that. Um, this will not be following my new um, blocking where I review something and then I talk about things that I like. This episode is very much me just rambling on about things I dislike and things I like about the show. Hopefully you guys are okay with that. Um, yeah, and thanks for listening ahead of time. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. I was actually going to wait to do this episode, but I figured I've already done Tarn Type. So I might as well just stick through that, right? If you've heard any of my episodes up until today, you know that I don't generally enjoy a lot of Mame's content. And that's nothing against her as a person, exactly. It's more like the way she writes is for a specific kind of person. And I just and I just don't think I'm that person, if that makes any sense. I think Mame, rather than writing for quality or plot purposes, she writes with a smut brain, I guess you could say. I'm hopefully I'm not offending anybody when I say any of these things because nothing I say here is meant to be offensive towards anybody specifically because if you like this kind of genre this kind of content more power to you you know I'll support with you I'll march with you if I have to it's just not for me and you know I'm realizing a lot about this podcast is that this is mostly just my voice it's I'm not speaking in a general sense for anybody else outside from myself and if you agree with me hi welcome to the club but if you don't, that's perfectly fine too, you know? Um, but um, I don't know if I've said earlier already, but the show we're going to do is called Don't Say No. Now, the characters from Don't Say No originally started at the towards the halfway point of Tarn Type 2. At this point, um, Tarn and Type have graduated. Type is like a sports medicine doctor. And one of his clients is Fiat, which is the main character for... One of the main characters for Don't Say No. And in there we meet, you know, Fiat and Leo. And then we find out their... kind. We kind of find out their story through the lens of, like, Tarn and Type's storyline. Um... We find out the Fiat's very aggressive, is very determined. He always gets what he wants. We find out that Leo is kind of like a, a to himself brooding type who's in love with Fiat. Even from the end of Tarn type, you could tell that it was that. Um, yeah, so don't say no is basically it takes place right after that and we find out that leo and fiat are childhood friends 
Um, for a long time, there's been this weird cloud over Fiat where he has had to basically uproot his life since since being a kid, and he's had to live with Leo. Um, for for the for most of the story, we don't know if it's like on purpose or if it's like he's trying to avoid something or if anything, you know. Turns out it's because him and his father don't really have a good relationship, and Fiat and Leo's mom seem to get along really well, so they've kind of stayed close to each other. Um, as the story progresses, we meet uh, Leon, who is Leo's brother. That's the other thing, too. In a lot of these shows, if there's like a brother, if there's like a set of brothers and sisters, or like a, uh, like a siblings, they all kind of have the first letter of their first name. I'm not sure if that's like a realistic expectation for people in Thailand. But I've been seeing it a lot, like with Tarn, with Tarn and, and Tarn and Tarn type. I think his brother was named Torn and his sister was Tara. And then in this one, it's Leo and Leon. Do they have a third brother or sister? I don't remember. I know Fiat has a younger sister who they don't get along with. Anyways, um, turns out that Fiat has this um, extreme hatred towards his stepmother. Uh, we don't really know why until towards the end of the show. Um, so that's part of the reason why he's been kind of staying with Leo and his parents. Um, turns out that Leo and Fiat have always been in love with each other. And Fiat has garnered a reputation for being promiscuous because throughout his entire life, he could never measure up to what he thought Leo wanted. So instead of having a conversation with Leo like a normal person, he kind of puts these walls up and starts to uh, basically like spread himself around very thinly towards anybody who would, you know, gander at him. Which again, that is the idea we got from Tarn Type, which turns out to not be true. Um, in Don't Say No, uh, Fiat, I guess, uses his feminine wiles to uh, do good things. Um, there's a specific situation where a member of the opposite team says that he will leak information about a member um, using drugs to succeed. And instead of allowing it to happen, Fiat says, what do you want? So you don't say any of that. The guy basically is like, well, if you have sex with me, I won't tell anybody about this and that and this and that. Which then leads to Fiat and this guy having sex. Um, a lot of Fiat's relationships kind of stem like that, with him trying, with him using sex and promiscuity to garner help, to like garner power and like help other people. Like, there's even a specific situation where he meets this guy at a club who's like getting beat up because his boyfriend refuses to leave him, and he's like begging Fiat to like help me, help me, help me. Please, you know, I just want this man to get out of my life. So Fiat uh, uses his body to have sex with the man. With a, did they have sex, or was it like an attempt at sexual? Either way, uh, it was one of those. Um, basically, Fiat got this man to like hit on him and do all these other things in front of the boyfriend, so that the boyfriend had the power to be like, "Hey, stop it." 
I'm done with this. I'm leaving, which then led to the guy leaving, leaving the boyfriend who is played by strong from what the duck. My life is a joke because as you guys should know by now, what the duck is my, my 13th reason of BL. Like if I had a reason, it was the reason that I quit BL. And it's really funny that it's come full circle now that I'm seeing Strong, who is the main character, one of the main characters in With a Duck, be in this individual show by himself now. Well, not by himself. He's like a guest star. Uh, yes. So uh, we also meet uh, a plethora of other characters. We meet um, Fiat's best friend, who's like, how do I describe her? She is kind of the manager of the basketball team. Oh, right. This is a sports uh, show. Uh, but yeah, she's kind of like the manager of the basketball team. She's she's cute. Her name is Natsu. Um, it's implied that Natsu is in a lesbian relationship with Anda. But we don't really see them kind of be together aside from like casually touching each other and then casually flirt with each other. I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, I I was going to review the show, like review it first and then give my opinion, but I don't think I can do that about the show. So I think I'm just going to talk about the key points that really got to me that I thought weren't okay. Um, for starters, they introduce a female character who is supposed to be this love rival to Fiat, and she then um makes an alliance with King Poon. Her name is Pun Poon. I'm gonna say Poon. I'm so sorry if that is not her name. Um Poon, who is like trying to get Leon to basically be with her because she believes that they have that because she's rich and he's rich, they should be together. Um she kind of becomes this like villain of the show for the most part, which then she like teams up with King, who turns out to be the guy that told Fiat that he was going to tell everybody that his basketball teammate was using drugs. So in order for him not to do that, Fiat would have to have sex with him. Oh, which then he used, I guess, photos that he took with Fiat while having sex with Fiat to to like throw in Leo's face that he had sex with his man or his future man. Gross. Um, so Pun becomes this like really evil character throughout the whole show. And I think this is stemming from like a really bad BL trope where women can't be, unless they're the best friend, they're all evil. And I don't, I'm not very comfortable, comfortable with that kind of a trope where the sake of a female character is just to be the villain. I feel like we've come such a long way in the world of media where like, in the scheme of things, for two gay men to be happy, there should never be a woman villain that they need to, like, be afraid of. I don't know. They kind of do this weird thing where Fiat and her are constantly fighting, and it seems really, like, I don't know. It just seems bad. Like, this girl is, like, a little too crazy, and Fiat's a little too bitchy with her, and it they kind of go this back and forth with basic, almost, like, physical fighting. It doesn't get to that, but, like, it just seems like it, it would, like, if it escalated more, which it eventually it kind of did, because she did steal Leo from Fiat. She didn't steal him. It was more of, like, 
Fiat was going through some things and he needed a break from Leo and then he just assumed the worst, like they always do in BLs. Um but yeah, um the show had a lot of characters and a huge cast, and we don't really find out a lot. We don't really find out much about any of them. There are these twin characters whose parents are in the mafia or they're like in some kind of like shady business, but we don't really find much about them either, aside from they're like cool and there's no natural character development. Um Anda and Natsu's relationship is basically uh, Natsu complaining about the basketball team not being okay and Anda being Fiat's friend who basically knocks some sense into him and then the two of them casually being close to each other here and there. But even then, there's no real sign, at least not to me, maybe I missed something, but there's no clear sign that they're a lesbian couple that they're supposed to be. But there's no real clear sign of it aside from... I guess at one point Natsu wraps her arms around Anda's arm. That's pretty much it. I mm, I don't know. The one thing I will say that I really enjoyed about the show was the development of Leon Pobb's story. Um, Leon, to me, was a character that initially I didn't quite like because I thought he was just, again, just there to be a meddling external love interest for Leon, for Leo, even though he turns out, he, even though he's Leo's brother, but like him and Fiat bicker and fight constantly every time they're on the scene together to the point where it looks borderline a little weird that the younger brother is so interested on the older brother's like life, like aggressively interested to the point where he's like, you should break up with your boyfriend because you should hang out with me. I'm cuter. And I just don't think that's something I'm comfortable with. The whole incest thing. That's another thing. Like semi-incest, total incest crap that BLs tend to do too. That does not fly with me at all. Like again, in Tar and Type with um with Tar and Tum. Like while they were half brothers. Were they half brothers or were they stepbrothers? Either way, they were they were brothers to begin with, and it just felt really weird. Like the relationship just felt really weird to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm contradicting myself, but like, uh, it just doesn't feel. I don't know. Either way, like, I don't enjoy sibling relationships. Incest is not my thing. Maybe that's again a trope that I'm just not into. And if you are into that, more power to you. It's just not for me. Um, but Leon and Pob, um, when we meet them, when we meet Pob, he's, I guess, feeding a cat. Or Leon sees him feeding a cat. And I guess it's this really cute moment where Pob is is super soft and sweet to this kitten who looks really hungry or is supposed to be really hungry. Um, the one thing I did find was funny is that that cat did not want to be held by anybody. That cat just wanted to be let go and let let to do its own thing. And they kept trying to grab him and like hold on to him. And they just did not. That cat did not want it. it that cat was just not comfortable with it. And, <laughs> and, it, and throughout the whole show, it's just um, James, the guy who plays Pob, trying his best to hold on to this cat while this cat's like squirming out of his hand, trying to avoid any kind of contact he possibly could. Um, 
But Leon and Pop was the Leon and Pop's development was really cute. It went from Pop not wanting anything serious from anybody, basically being completely stu- uh, like touch. Um, what is it? What's the what's the good word? Touch repulsed. To Leon being like, you know what? If I have to try my best to be with you, I will try my best to be with you. I will wait it out. I will do what I have to to get to know you better. Uh, you know, and he did, and he put in the effort, and he put in the work, and eventually they got together, and it was really cute. Uh, the ending of the of their story. I mean, they're getting their own show now, which is called "Don't Say Yes." Tune in for that because I will be tuning in for that. Maybe I will be doing a, a weekly review for that episode. Um. Oh, right. By the way, before I go on, um, I will be doing weekly reviews on Kin Porsche. So when every episode, so every week, every episode of Kim Porsche comes out, maybe not the next day, but like a couple of days after afterwards, I will be doing um, a review of the episode and the, my thoughts on it. Because I, listen, that show, I've been waiting for that show for almost a year and a half now since I've heard about it. And I'm just like excited. But anyways, back to the story. Um, but yes, so Leon and Pob eventually become really close and they get together and then the end uh pob gets a internship or he volunteers i don't remember this is so bad i'm so sorry but eventually he has to go somewhere and they can't be together they try to hold long distance thing but i guess uh leon forgets the email to his password and just fully starts ignoring pob so he never gets any of the emails that pob is sending him it's really sad because um, Pop eventually comes back at the end and you see them trying to see each other, but they never really come close to being in the same room together. And it makes me really sad because their relationship was so cute and they deserve to be happy together. Um, what are my other... I'm look, sorry, I'm looking through like a list of notes that I've made about the show. That I that I currently like want to talk about, and there are some of these things that I wrote in like I guess a stupor or like a or like a midnight dream kind of situation where I don't remember any of the things that I'm saying that I read that I'm writing. Um, but yeah, okay. So the whole King story was really gross to me because he forced a situation on Fiat that would make him have to have sex with him in order for him to save another teammate. And I think to me, that's really gross. And that's another plot line of Fiat that I really kind of like felt bad because he kind of used, like I said earlier, he kind of used sex to um, fix situations. And he was constantly put, put in situations where he had to either have sex with somebody or be sexual with somebody in order to make something happen. Like he kind of became a, like a horror superhero. I, I don't want to say horror because I, I totally support the ability of somebody wanting to be, uh, have multiple sexual partners and like have sex with whoever they want, whenever they want. I'm totally for that. So I don't want to use such aggressive words, such strong words like whore or slut, because I don't think that's fair because you should be allowed to have sex with whoever you want, regardless of sounding like, regardless of somebody having to call you a slut or whore. But he just, he was just constantly put in situations where he was like having, you know, like he was having 
himself be put in places where he had to have sex with somebody in order to make something happen. Like the guy's boyfriend, he had to pretend to hit on him and do all these bad things in order to get that one guy to break up with his boyfriend. Uh, what other what other what other things? He had to have sex with King because King was going to leak, you know, information about his life, about his friend's uh, drug problem, and that would have been like a bad thing. And but uh, inadvertently, he showed Leo that he just wasn't interested in being with him, or if he was, it wasn't as committed as Leo was. Because what we find out is that Leo is like desperately in love with him from the very beginning. Um, that Leo can't get him out of his mind, but Leo can't push himself to confess his love or, you know, until until something happens and he explodes into him being like, I'm in love with you. Um, but even then, like that whole plot line of making Fiat a uh, sex superhero was just really weird to me. Um, because it just proved, it just proved that like, this this show was just meant to be like a really steamy show, which is fine. Again, it's fine. The sex scenes were spicy. Um, I will say that there is a whole dildo situation where uh, Fiat got a dildo, and I guess he was going to use it on himself, but Leo found it before he could. So then they had sex with the dildo. Um. Oh. The entirety, like the first time we see Leo coming home, Fiat is doing an entire montage of him jerking off on top of a bed. And that's how we meet these characters in the first couple of scenes. Like it goes from um, basketball proposal to uh, Fiat on a bed masturbating to Leo walking in on him (laughs) masturbating and a bunch of tissues all over the bed that he had used. And then Fiat being like, Leo! And, like, running away. Um, <laughs> that was, again, funny, funny, funny. Um, so eventually there's, like, a whole drama where they split up because Fiat sees Leo kissing a girl. Um and mind you, right at the cusp, there is like this this uh, really fancy dinner party coming up that Leo's mom is putting together, I believe she's putting together, because it's at their house. I believe it's at their house. I could be wrong, but it's basically a party for all the fancy uh, government people in Thailand, because Leo's father is a kind of like a prime minister, but not really. He's just kind of like a government, like a, he's like a governor of some, I don't remember. It's so convoluted. Um, but he is in—he's a, a person in, in power who is like really high up there. Um, so Leo and his mom, um, Leo's like, I have to show up, and and um, Fiat is like, I, you know what, I'm gonna show up too. Leo's mom, knowing this, um, sends Fiat this like bright red, like blood red outfit that he comes in with and basically steals the show and steals everyone's eyes. And, you know, he's, it's the whole, like, Leo sees it and he's like, why would he wear that? Why now everybody can see his bare chest and I'm jealous and I'm going to pull him aside. So he pulls him aside and he's like touching his chest very like sexually. And he's like, everyone can see this and blah, blah, blah. Only I can. And now we're going to have to have sex here and there, here right now. Um, But yeah, the show is very much that. Um, 
a couple of things that I liked besides the Leon pub thing is that um, eventually we find out that uh, Fiat's mom is mentally ill and that she basically put it in his head that his father was evil and that his stepmother was eviler. Um, one point in his childhood, uh, Fiat's mom tried to hurt him, which led his father to break up with her and get a divorce um, and keep them away from her and put her in a psych ward. Uh, while that's happening, he eventually met um, Fiat's stepmom. Through all of this, um, the fa- the mother is like putting things in Fiat's head, basically basically telling him that like she's the only one that loves him. She's the only one who is good for him. Hid the stepmother is evil. The father is evil. No one would ever love her like like she can. Basically brainwashing her own son into believing that he's worthless and only she can provide him the love that he needs to succeed. Eventually, the father, I believe, finds out about this and keeps them away from each other so they never meet. Um, as the story progresses in the show, the mom eventually frees herself from the psych ward and shows up, just shows up at uh, Fiat's life and starts telling him all these things. And with that, he starts remembering all these things that he forgot as a kid, where his mother would like hurt him and and tell him all these bad things and force him to believe things. And which now he realizes that the reason why he hates these people so much isn't necessarily because they've done something to hurt him, but it's because his stepmom has put so much crap in his head that he's had no choice but to dislike these people. Which then sets him off in this path that he has to f- mend the relationships with the people that he kind of wronged. Because he's he was, throughout the show, he was very shitty to his stepmother, to the point where his little sister despised him. Um, Him and his father's relationship is a whole other thing, because the father is very much like... An aggressor, like he's a he's an aggressive man, as well as you know a person who kind of sees things as his way or nothing. And then it becomes this like Leo is constantly telling the father, "I'll take care of your son. He's with me. I love him." Blah blah blah. Either way, um, yeah. So the mom turns out to be this like psychotic character that um, kind of should never be around kids. And that's where that is. Like, she just should not be around children. And she was abusive to her own kid, and I don't think that's... And that was one of the things. But anyways, because of all these things, Leo's mom kind of took a step in and became his mother figure for him. Um, She's always been there for him. She's always treated him nicely. She's always taken care of him, allowed him to live with them, you know, pushed herself in their lives and made herself kind of like this extreme mother figure that Fiat really needed. Um, Because of her, Fiat, you know, was able to push himself forward and move his life and understand things, and they became close friends, and now Fiat and her son are dating, and she's super happy about that. And throughout the story, it's just her helping them get closer and closer by, like, kind of being, like, a budding-in character where she's like, did you guys hang out today? Did you guys eat? Oh, my God, I bought you these clothes. Do you guys want to go shopping? Let's go shopping together, all three of us. 
and it, it was very cute. The whole mom plot was really cute. The whole Leo's mom plot was really cute. Which leads to the party, and then she she like sends him this bright red outfit, which he comes in and he's like rocking the whole thing, and he's like super he's like super for it. It's really good. That whole plot line was really great. I really appreciated that writing because it showed me that the show didn't have to be only like the 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 sexy adult scenes. Like it could be more and there had more and here's more because this mom character is great. Um Leo's father is kind of like a two-dimensional character, but the mom really loves him. So like that was the whole purpose of having him there, which I could respect. Um eventually Fiat, like I said, tries to like mends the relationship between him and his sister and his stepmom. Um, and his father eventually. And that was really cute. The stepsister was a really good actress as well. She was for these kids, these Thailand kids are like no joke. They're like in there. They're like in the acting, you know, like good for them. Um but yeah, pretty much that's probably one of the things I really enjoyed. Um the basketball scene. I was you know, I wasn't gonna talk about this because I didn't think it was necessary, but I need Biel's that have a sports related theme to them to at least teach their actors how to play the sport correctly and semi decently. Because if I'm to believe that Leo is going to make a three pointer shot from across the, 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 what is it called? I don't even know basketball. And I knew that was bad. It, you know, if I'm to believe that Fiat would have made that shot from where he was all the way to the net, at least somebody would have had to teach that actor how to play basketball correctly to where I would believe that. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it with any of the other actors, too. Um, and if you want me to believe that Fiat, the character of Fiat, can play basketball well, again, you would have had to teach that guy how to play basketball better. I just, it's just very much that. I really, I really hope that going forward, that shows that have a sports theme through to it to them, like a sports themed show. I hope that they would teach their actors how to play that sport, at least understand how to play that sport, because <laughs> some of that stuff was just not okay, and it was not good. Um, but yeah. Uh, the character of Anda was one of my favorites. Oh, these are my highlights, by the way. Um, I like the character of Anda, even though we don't know much about her. We know she has a lot of money, and that's all that matters. Um, really enjoy her. Uh, truly enjoyed uh, Natsu's character, because while they, while we didn't see much of them together, which I really wish, that's the one thing I wish, I wish we got to see more of Anda and Natsu together. Maybe in Just Say Yes. Maybe we'll see more of them there, but uh, I wish I could see more of them. But Natsu's character was really good too. Um, she was cute. She was like the basketball coordinator. The, the her scenes were really comic funny. Um, Leon Pub was also a lot highlight for me. I can't wait for their show. Um, I mean, we didn't really find out much about them aside from the point of their characters. Um. We find out that Pob is like adopted and his dad is like really caring, but his dad's dead. Besides that, like we don't really know much of anything else. Like we know Leon's rich. Again, hopefully we'll see more of it in uh, Just Say Yes. Um, the twins were also really funny together. Maybe not separately because I don't remember, I don't remember them sticking out to me separately, but together they were really funny. So I can't wait to maybe see more of them and don't say yes. Um, 
yeah, I think that's yeah. Those are my highlights. Well, the mom relationship was really good. Fiat's mom was really good. The actress, not Fiat's mom. I'm so sorry. Leo's Leo's mom was really good. Fiat's mom was garbage. Um, that actress who played Leo's mom, she was she's she's great. She should be in more things. I want her. I want her to have a better, a more, more rich. I mean, I she's gotten, she's gotten a good career. I've seen a lot of her. I haven't seen a lot of her things, but I've seen posters and stuff about the things she's been in. Um, she plays mom characters a lot, which I'm again not a problem. But she's a good actress. I support her a hundred percent in whatever she does. Um, but yes, uh, the mom characters, the mom character was good. The fiat overarching plot. With his mom was good as well. I appreciated that a lot. Um, felt like you could have been more. But again, I'm not really complaining because the purpose of the show wasn't to talk about a family relationship. It was more to talk about Leo, Leo and Fiat meeting and like being together. Not meeting, but like Leo and Fiat's relationship and being together and eventually becoming who they are as a couple now. Because eventually they all graduate and Leo becomes like a government official like his father. I keep saying government official, but I feel like it's a different word. I hope, you know, I hope you guys understand either way. Um, but yes, like, they eventually become really witch together, and they live in the same house. It's all, it's a whole thing. Um, what else? What else did I really like about this? The theme song was cute. The coloring was cute. Also... One complaint, a huge complaint that I have, and I thought this was funny. Why would you name your basketball team Don't Say No? The basketball team's name is DSN. It's Don't Say No. And you're telling me that... Why would you name your basketball team that? That seems like such a... It's such a weird thing to call your basketball team. Either way. um, What else? I think that's it. I think all all in all, those are the only things I've really was like enjoyed about the show besides the stuff that I've already said. Um, I think I give this like a 7.8 out of 10. Because while I disliked a few things about it, I guess it wasn't all that bad in all of BL is talked about. I think on my drama list I give it a 6.5. Just because at the time when I finished this, I was still upset about a lot of the things. Um, but besides that, yeah, I think it I think it's warranted a seven point eight, maybe a seven point seven point five. You know what? Let me change that. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I feel like it deserves a seven point five. It's like a good medium between my score and the score that they have for it on Don Say No. I mean on um the my drama list. But yeah, I think that's it. I think that's. I know this pod, this episode specifically is like all over the place. It's just, I just can't talk about the show without being all over the place. Because a lot of the things that come to me about the show come to me at different points in my brain. And I kind of have to talk about it or else I'll forget. Even if I have to write this down, like eventually my mind will just drift off. Because this show was very different and very. Um, yeah, it was very different. <laughs> so, like, I have to eventually talk about it uh, in, like, a weird way. Um, I'm excited for Just Say Yes. 
that's supposed to be the Leon Pop story that everyone's been waiting about. Apparently, um, Past Love in the Future is like a spinoff show from this series, but I'm not, there's not really much information about it. I did like the small preview that we saw of people in the warehouse. The actors look cute. Like the some of the actors were cute. So I'm watching for basically this is a story about the twin brothers from what I was reading. I'm not sure though. Again, hopefully something good happens with it. Um besides that, I think that's it. I think that's all I really want to talk about with the show. I think that a lot of the problems um that I have with the show personally come from it being focused specifically on the NC scenes. Is it NC? NS? Adult. The adult scenes. The sex scenes. Because it's just mainly focused for that. It was just smut. It was I was watching smut left and right. Again, while that's okay for other people, if you like that, that's perfectly fine. I respect you. I just cannot. It's just not what I want for my gay romance. Um, while I do, while I did figure out that my favorite um, trope is bodyguard person in power, I quite frankly don't enjoy just sex for the sake of sex left and right. I think that's the problem that I have with the show. Um, a lot of the writing for the show felt lackluster. A lot of the humor for the show felt lackluster. Maybe it's a translation issue. That could have been it. Because I did watch this with subtitles. And subtitles sometimes miss the point of the dialogue. Um, a couple of things felt rushed. A few, a lot of the things felt rushed. Um, but overall, you know, like I said, I give it a 7.5. Um, I actually recommend people watch the show um, because it's not that bad. I think it's cute if you're watching it as like something, if you have to binge, if you want to binge something, like this is the perfect way to binge. Just binge, you know? It's okay. Binging is fun. Um, and this show kind of has its own thing where you like binging is okay. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I feel like, again, 7.5, I recommend you watch it. Um, if you like sex scenes, this show has a couple of them, a lot of them, so you should de you're definitely gonna enjoy it. Um, there's a height difference thing that people really like too as well. The actor Ja is super tall while Fiat's super short. Height difference is like a very thing there. Um, brooding characters who fall in love with aggressive bottoms, totally a thing in the show. Um, cute relationships with stuffed animals. There's a cat. Totally should watch it. But yeah, uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully this episode was interesting to you and you enjoyed it. Um, don't forget to follow me on Insta, not Instagram, I'm so sorry. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at um, angryaboutbl, all one word. Um, I feel like we should, I've, I'm going to start using that Twitter more. Hopefully I'll see you guys there. Um, I don't know if I should make an Instagram for the podcast. Maybe I should. Um, but even then we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week.